you're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Moutier, and I'm here today with Varun Kohli, co-founder and chief business officer at Mackay. How are you today, Varun? Doing awesome and a half. Thanks for asking, and thanks for having me here. My absolute pleasure. So our topic today for the episode is acquisition, how, do you, how to adapt, which is, uh, which is interesting because obviously we, we, we've seen uh, lots of our clients recently being acquired and lots of movement following the acquisition. But before we go into the conversation, Varun, could you please introduce yourself to our audience and, and tell us more about you, but also your career in the B2B tech industry? Yeah, Absolutely. First things first, I'm a very proud father of a four and three quarters year old girl. If you ask me, I'll say four. If you ask her, she'll say four and three quarters. <laughs> uh, and a loving husband from past 12 years of happy married life. However, not even a day passes by without my wife making fun of me that I learned how to write code for six years. I do have bachelor's in computer science and master's in computer science. But I wrote code for one year and switched to the darker side of marketing, and which is what my wife makes fun of, that you lasted one year in engineering and switched to the darker side. Uh, on the work side, I like scaling businesses and working on problems that have a potential to make a dent in the universe. And one such problem that we're working on these days is in the BI space, which is my workplace, Makai. Uh, it's an auto uh, autonomous intelligence platform with clickless analytics. Uh, so far, people need to know what to ask. Uh, people need to search. People need to click. Uh, we want to take them to the Tesla of BI world so that even if they don't know what to ask, they still get business intelligence at their fingertips. So that's what I do, and that's what that's who I am. That's wonderful. Well, believe it or not, I've got a, a very similar background to you. So I was, uh, well, I was, I am a bachelor as well in uh, in coding, and I had uh, I did a degree in coding when coding for six months. Absolutely hated it. Went back to do a business school, and then I worked in marketing, and and now kind of marketing slash sales. So I don't think it's the darker side. I think it's the brighter side. But that that's only my opinion. I, I don't want to get in trouble with your wife. So let's not go there. <laughs> I would do that too. <laughs> so, so Varun, uh, through your career, you were you part of several acquisitions, and that's the reason why we, we wanted to have you on the podcast today around the, the topic on how to adapt further to, to an acquisition. But to mention a few, or I, actually, I will mention them all because it's quite a, an impressive background. So, Skycure being acquired by Symantec, Ironport acquired by Cisco, Cypher Trust acquired by Secure Computing, who then became McAfee, who then became Intel. So that's that's an interesting one. And then ArcSight, which was which was obviously acquired by HP. In industries like cybersecurity, uh, we know that acquisitions are very common. But like any acquisition, it means that a professional, as a professional, you need to be flexible and and be open to changes, be open to probably being part of a large organization. In 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 most of the cases, from 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 your from your background, so. With, with the acquisition that you've, you've witnessed, which one had the most dramatic change and how did you adapt to it? Yeah, I think I'll probably answer this in two parts. One is the most number of changes that I went through within that acquisition. And the second one is more drastic change, as you asked. So number one is uh, Cypher Trust. Uh, that is where I switched from uh, engineering to uh, marketing. 
uh, what had happened was uh, I was actually writing code for an instant messaging security, think of Slack security uh, in today's world. And then the company got acquired. As part of the acquisition, most of the execs, uh, execs were gone and there was no one to present the solution. And I started presenting the solution to customers. Luckily for me, nine out of 10 customers I presented to bought the solution. Uh, which is why the head of marketing, CMO, walked into my cube and said, do you want to do product marketing? And I said, how do you spell that? <laughs> and they, they told me a little bit about product marketing. And I said, I'm not sure if I'll succeed or not. So let me write code and do product marketing for six months. I'll do both. And that six month has not ended yet. <laughs> I've been still doing uh, product marketing and marketing. So that was CypherTrust. The big change was from engineering to marketing and then CypherTrust getting acquired into secure computing, secure getting into McAfee, McAfee getting acquired by Intel. So that was the number of changes. That was uh, the most number of changes. On the drastic yeah. change, I would probably mention ArcSight. I started at ArcSight uh, to do product marketing for a person. I reported into this person and he led product marketing for one of the point products which was $20 million product. So after a month or two of, of starting, he said, I don't know if you need me for this, so why don't you run product marketing for this? So I started running product marketing for that product. We grew it from 20 million to 80 million uh, within two wow. years. And then uh, I started running product marketing for a, one more product line alongside that one. Fast forward a year, I started running product marketing for all of Orkside portfolio. Fast forward another year, ArcSight gets acquired into HP. I started running product marketing for all of HP ESP, Enterprise Security Business Unit. And then before I left, I actually was there at the ArcSight HP combo, interestingly enough, for four years, five months, and six days. And started with uh, product marketing of a 20 million product line. And when I left, I was running marketing for a billion dollar product line. So I think that was the most drastic change I would mention. These are two pretty life-changing type of events that happened, which is which is absolutely wonderful. And, and thanks for, for sharing that with, with us today. From your perspective, and I, and I know that it depends on the acquirer, but we are some, some of our clients being acquired, or, or actually some acquirers speaking to us about the, the kind of... Um, the delay to to take off the autonomy away from the startup company, remove the name, et cetera, et cetera. So, for example, company A got acquired by company B and the brand of company A gets removed within a month or so and everything is sucked into company B and company B does business under the name of company B. From your perspective, how important it is or is it for startups to remain autonomous within a larger group and remain agile of the velocity of selling, the velocity of going to partners, the appetite that a startup would have to, to really get business? How, how important is that autonomy from your perspective? Uh, I, I think we should do what's right for the customer. In certain cases, when, uh, for example, Ironport was acquired by Cisco, we were the security business unit of Cisco. So we created that business unit and acquired multiple customers multiple uh, companies under that security business unit name. And in certain other cases, it was completely absorbed. Uh, we have to think of it uh, from a customer point of view. What is right for the customer? Are they the customers who's going to look at multiple different solutions as individual products? Or would it be better for customers to combine different solutions into a bundle, into a package, 
In those cases, it makes more sense to absorb the company, join the engineering team, come up with new use cases, which is what we did at Symantec. We got acquired as SkyCure Mobile Security, but shortly after we exposed that technology to Norton, the consumer side of Symantec, and so that we could protect not just the enterprise mobile devices, but also consumer mobile devices. It all depends on what's right for the customer, and that's what I believe we should do as a company. That's a very good marketing answer, Putting the, the being a very customer-centric answer to my question. I really like it, Varun. And, and from, a, from a mindset perspective, so again, it will depend from one case to the other, but I'm sure at some point, the employee of a startup would know that there may be another company trying to acquire them, or they may know that there is some head of terms being shared between CEOs or whatever it could be, but they may feel that a, an acquisition is, is your horizon, okay? So mm-hmm. what's your experience of that kind of pre-change? It's, it's before the change, but obviously there must be some apprehension. So how do you, as a, as a management team, control the feelings, keep the team motivated through the acquisition, but prior to the acquisition, how do you sell it internally? Yeah, I think one of the advices that we got from board members to one of these transitions was, Absolutely on the need-to-know basis, uh, news needs to be uh, known by people. And if you don't need that news to be known, uh, we should not be sharing this uh, broadly with the whole company. Uh, Reason being, uh, sometimes there is many a slip between the cup and the lip. So you don't have to tell everyone and then what if it derails? These things, there is always something that can go wrong. What if it derails? Then it kills the motivation for the employees and they start making up their own stories as to something must be wrong. Why did someone not acquire us? So I think unless and until it is all baked and ready uh, to be shared, it's uh, probably advisable not to share pre-baked things. And I've seen it multiple times that there is due diligence and something gets found in due diligence. So we just recently found in the case of Symantec, you mentioned all the companies that SkyCure got acquired into Symantec. And since we started talking, now Symantec also got acquired by Broadcom. So yep. I worked with nine companies, eight of them have been acquired so far. But not that if you were just talking to eight acquirers, we were probably talking to 16 or 24 acquirers and eight of them happened. So you should share this information only on the need to know basis. And once it is, once it is uh, fully baked, that is when you should share with the broader employee base. And that is what I did, uh, believe it or not, uh, in case of SkyCure, we couldn't share with the employees. Uh, But uh, this news was supposed to go live on Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific time. So I actually went with my wife and my daughter, and then she was three-year-old, to the office. And uh, after work, one of the guys actually used to work late. So I had to ask him to work from home that day uh, by coming up with some reason. And uh, then we walked into the office in the evening uh, on Monday and decorated the office with balloons and cake. And that was the only day in my life when I drank champagne at 6 a.m. in the morning. It's always 8 p.m. somewhere else in the world, so there is uh, there is no time. There is no wrong time to drink champagne. I would encourage our audience to to drink champagne. It's a uh, it's important. Now that, that's that's a wonderful story, actually. And 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 from your your perspective, so you know, speaking about this team and 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 going through the acquisition. If you were to give advice to teams whose companies are going through an acquisition of the at the moment, what would that be? 
I think uh, during as well as after, one advice I would give is to be patient. Be human and adapt. Uh, That's what we do best as humans. We adapt. For example, if there is one seat and uh, there's one person who's sitting on it, you can probably squeeze two people on the same seat. So we adapt to changes as humans. So that's the best thing we do. And that's my advice to everyone. Be patient and do the right things, right for the customer, right for the company. Uh, When you are patient and when things uh, or companies get acquired, there will be many voids that will be created. And if you keep on raising your hand and keep running to the fire and not away from the fire, uh, good things will happen to you. So I would say keep on doing that. Be patient, adapt, and do it with a smile and good things will happen. Keep doing this till the time you're having fun and learning something new. Uh, Do not be too tied uh, to the fact that I joined this company and now it's not this company. Now I need to move away from it as soon as possible. That's one advice I would give. Please don't do that. Don't run away from something. Always run towards something. Unless until you have found your next passion, unless and until you found something that's going to make you happier, hang in there and uh, do the right thing for the customer. Enjoy and love what you do and you'll excel in that. And I think you are the live example of the fact that you can actually develop your skill, develop your career, progress in terms of you know skill sets and everything through an acquisition. I mean, clearly through the, 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 the two examples that you gave us, I believe the, the SkyQ and the, the ArcSight example of, uh, of acquisition, I mean, clearly you, you had a tremendous development in terms of, in terms of role, in terms of, in terms of your future and in terms of CV, which, which, which is great. And, and it's true that sometimes we do tend to see, and maybe more with sales team than marketing team or product team, but we see a lots of people kind of leaving the boat as soon as the acquisition is made. And it takes usually three to six months for almost the whole sales team to be gone. Uh, and I don't know why it is. I mean, do, do you have any opinion as to why the sales guys want to, to leave the ship so quickly after, after acquisition? Is that- it depends on the personalities of people. So if you were hired to sell just this and now your quota changes and you're being asked to sell more, things uh, and you're not comfortable with selling those things or they might not be your domain they might not be your expertise which is why they tend to switch and try to sell a different company or a different product but my advice is uh, try to find synergies between products try to find how can you attack the same budget but expand your deal size Uh, these things are easier said than done but have that open mindset and you might be able to see certain things that did not exist earlier, or even after the acquisition, your company is the only one that can offer that solution. I'll give you an example. We acquired a web isolation company at Symantec, and uh, shortly after, we actually combined it with email, and that created industry's first email isolation. It did not exist as a product, did not exist as a category, but since we had both the products, we could come up with that a new use case. So if I'm the sales guy and I'm selling the email security, if I went to my customer with this very unique offering, that should help me win deals. So that's what I would say. Keep an open mindset. Mindset. Think of it from your customer's point of view and see if you can give them more than what you could give them earlier. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And if we move to the marketing perspective, so what would you say are the main differences between marketing in a large enterprise company like uh, an HP, a Cisco, McAfee, Intel, or 
and versus the startups where, where, where you come from at the at the outset yeah i think as a marketer if i could say what are my two jobs number one i want to meet the revenue and pipeline goals um, by keeping my sales team busy and number two is awareness making sure everybody knows my brand in larger companies one is accomplished by a set of products as compared to a single product so my revenue will come from multiple products not just one product which is mostly common in case of startups and sometimes these products would compete with each other uh, both for mind share as well as pocket share so the example that i gave on the email isolation think of it from the customer point of view which product should you push think of it if they have a need and budget for this product today let's focus with that product as compared to selling just that tool that you have at a startup i don't care what's your budget i don't care what's your pain point that's all i have got to sell you so i'm going to focus on that so that's one difference on number 1 meeting the revenue part how do you meet revenue guidelines on the second one awareness front startups need it your startup is probably not known by many companies out there and i'll give you an example in a second in case of larger brands uh, people might already have a perception about you so it's not that they don't know semantic but they do know semantic as an antivirus company so if you have to position semantic as a cloud security as an information security as an email security as a caspi you would have to change that perception so awareness is there but it's a different flavor of awareness which is perception that you need to change on oh. the thought of front i think awareness how it helps uh, i'll give you a quick example what we did was travel and leisure magazine came up with top 50 tourist destinations and we were a mobile security company all of us i'm sure you have done it too take our phones out and connect to public wifi to keep our cell phone cost low and we have done it multiple times especially if i'm going from us to europe or if you are coming from europe to the us Uh, you would do that too and there are many bad malicious wifi networks so what we did was we ranked those tourist destinations by their maliciousness how likely are you to get attacked if you take your phone out and connect to a wifi at times square versus london eye so that's what we did and it was very successful 250 plus tv channels covered us it went all the way to the today show which is watched by 5 million people in the us uh, second most watched program in the us and once we were on tv and that actually changed everything on the awareness front so one of my sales guys was visiting a new york giants office and he gave his card to the receptionist the receptionist looked at it and said oh skycure we have seen you on tv so that is what a dream come true for an startup is on the awareness front so to recap what i said two goals for marketers meet revenue number two meet awareness goals and revenue will come from one product versus multiple product awareness goes from no one knows my brand to changing the perception yeah that makes perfect sense Well thank you for your insight today Varun I really appreciate the time you took to to share some of your experience and some of your thoughts as well with with the audience if if anyone wants to get in touch with you to carry on the conversation or pick your brain up on a specific topic what's the best way to get in touch with you Varun I'm at weekenderscore.is on Twitter other than that I'm on LinkedIn at Kohli Varun so both places fairly active reach out to me happy to help and if you want to learn more about what we are doing at markai and our approach to autonomous intelligence happy to help there as well just send an send us an email at hello@markai.com
Okay. Well, many thanks again. It was, it was absolutely fantastic to have you on the show today. Pleasure was mine. Thank you. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.